best anything is worthless in the wrong hands. It has become popular to choose the victim mentality, mm. and that's dangerous. We should be empowering people. Instead of pointing out what they don't have, we should point out what you do have. The way you present yourself, it's about having that fortitude and that, that positive perspective. Hey everybody, welcome to The Survival Show podcast with Ben and me, David, where it's our job to take you step-by-step through the mindset, skills, tactics, and gear you need to survive almost any crisis, emergency, or disaster and show you how to use the lessons you learned today to thrive in your life tomorrow. Producer Ben is here and Mr. Craig Cottle. I'm missing Craig a lot, actually. Yeah, he should have come. He should have come to SHOT Show. Yeah. Just missing all these cool people. Yeah, and we've got a really, really great guest for you guys today. One of the fantastic things about SHOT Show is we just get to um, see folks that we just don't see very often. And, and my next guest has become a great, great friend to me. Dustin from uh, Wazoo Survival Gear, a very, very popular and innovative wearable everyday carry gear company, is here with us in studio. He's just like the most innovative everyday carry gear uh, manufacturer and innovator in, in the world, in my opinion. So anyway, we're going to talk about wearable everyday carry tactics and tools, how to live an adventurous life and a fulfilling life at the same time. Maybe how to start a side business, because we both have, and, we've, and make it a full-time gig if that's what, something you want to do. Uh, wow, maybe we'll talk about most probable events that we should all be prepared for. We'll check in on what he carries every day, everyday carries. I think that's a good one, since that's like his gig. And... Uh, then we'll include some essential mindset, skills, tactics, and gear that we all need to consider to thrive today and be prepared for tomorrow. And, and he's going to be a fun one. I'm going to try and stump him with some lightning round questions. Real quick, you guys know the Sportsman's Guide. Sportsmansguide.com is great. Thank you guys for, for supporting them. Thank you, Sportsman's Guide, for supporting us. Also, check out, you got to go over to wazoo.com, uh, right? And uh, check them out. Go over to tinysurvival.com. Pick up some tiny survival guides. They're on Amazon, too. I'm ready to get into this. How about you, Ben? Let's do it. All right. Okay, guys. So, as already mentioned, I kind of blew my intro of Dustin. Dustin, first, thanks for being with us. Yes, sir. <laughs> Dustin you. is uh, one, of, one of the world's most interesting men, and I've met a lot of them. A lot of interesting guys, but you're uh, you're you're in the. I'm gonna say you're you've made top ten. Your hair put it over the top. Okay, so so you guys can't see Dustin. Uh, he's gone everything from like really short hair to to you know fully shaved, and you know he looks about you know 16 years old right now. He's sporting a full beard. I'm guessing that's a one of your new Wazoo uh, Cash Survival caps, and he's got like he's got like the thickest kind of like. Uh, sandy blonde <laughs> hair. He, okay, so just picture animal, animal from the Muppets, and picture Jesus. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and he's like such a super positive dude, and uh, he's had some pretty uh, hard knocks as far as business goes. <laughs> and uh, you know, you always know when it's when it's hard for you, man. When you when things are going bad, and you. Uh, in a Kickstarter or something like that, and you try to keep it positive, and, and you just say, hey, you know, things kind of suck, but drink a beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or two. Yeah, thanks so much, man, for, for being on here with us. I'm looking forward to this podcast. Yeah, can I say thank you to you guys? And uh, if you say anybody, whatever you want. If there's anybody who's time. ever knew about us and supported us, thanks, thanks to everybody who is actually... There's probably a lot of crossover. I'm sure we have a lot of the same kind of fan base. And, mm -hmm. and thanks to you, too, you've shared a lot of uh, Wazoo with, with your, your fans. So if there's anyone who's listening, thank you so very much. And thank you, guys. You're, you, you've been incredible to, to me and Wazoo. Oh, it's our pleasure, man. So, so how are you doing today, Ben? Covering. Covering. <laughs> 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 um. And coffee. Getting <laughs> coffee. Coffee, <laughs> coffee soap. <laughs> um... Ah, Las Vegas. <laughs> this isn't really your gig, right? It's not no, your favorite not place. Not at all. I'm not, I'm not the, I'm not the, uh, I'm not the party goer guy. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Well, you know, what I say about Las Vegas is you can walk through any door you want. Oh. But that's an interest. You shouldn't walk through every door. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it's an option doesn't mean you should do it. But it's out there. Oh, that's interesting. I like that. Yeah, so why don't you, what I like to do is I, I'd love to give you an opportunity to, you know, you can start from birth or pre-birth if you want to. <laughs> I don't remember. Talk about how you have the, this uh, weird family legacy about three generations of cut the tip of their finger off. We were talking about that before. But no, I want to give you an opportunity just to share some of your background. Like what's brought, like you are an interesting dude. What, uh, what have you been through? What have you gone through? Background, personal experience, lessons learned that brought you to where you are today? Open. That's a totally open Yeah, topic. it's pretty open-ended. Um, you know, so I guess I'll kind of piggyback it on something I was talking about last night. Uh, Noelle, who is uh, one of our great employees at Wazoo, um, she was noticing that so many people we met out and about, good people too, people who are moving and shaking and doing stuff were, were from Texas. And she's like, hmm. Dang, everyone's from Texas. What is the deal with that? And I kind of have a little bit of a theory on that. Um, not, I'm not a hoorah-rah, Texas is the best state. I'm actually not in Texas anymore. I'm, from Colorado, I'm in Colorado, but I'm from Texas. You were formerly in Texas. Yeah, You've got Texas. family property in Texas that yeah, you offered still. the gun range to me. <laughs> yeah, we can go shoot some guns. And uh, Nick, who is the other founder of Wazoo, uh, is from West Virginia, rural West Virginia. But oh, I'm from I rural, didn't know that. Okay. Rural, yeah, he's from rural West Virginia. We actually visited um, like two years ago. We did a little road trip up there and uh, for, for Overland, and uh, he got to show us his uh, kind of his roots. And yeah, he's from in the middle of nowhere, rural West Virginia. And then mm-hmm. he uh, has a similar story to me where he got out and uh, from being a small town guy, went to the big city and he, he got engineering degrees. I got like business and advertising degrees. But um, I think there's something to be said about the down home self-reliant community of rural, living rural, um, and then going to in a, a the big city and learning uh, how, what the world is like, uh, what the world's about. Now, either one of those I think could be dangerous for somebody. If you were if you were born and raised in um, in New York City and you never left, I think that's dangerous. But if you're born and raised in like my little small town and you never left, that's dangerous too. But I think that one of the I think kind of having at least those two dichotomies because I think it's actually a political. That's the political issue we're having today. No, well, I won't go this down this route is, this of politics. Really no, go ahead. Go ahead. This but is good. I think there's a rule in an urban, a population density versus um, land density. Really? Yeah. If you look at the map. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you look at if you look at political maps too, whatever is blue and red is pretty extreme. The the blues all in the density density uh, population density areas and on the coasts and the rest of it went all. Uh, red in the last election. And not to say either is good or bad, but just to say that coming from a small town where community is important, where reputation is important, uh, well, where self-reliance is important and those things are held as um, what you should aspire to always achieve, better yourself, better your family. Um, And those are important, but if you you get locked into that, you never leave, you don't see the world as big and diverse, and there's a lot of things happening, and to keep your mind open, and to constantly push yourself, then you're also stagnating. So having that diversity of going, going from small town mm-hmm. to big city, I think that's kind of been a root blood of Wazoo. I'm, I'm still trying to figure <laughs> out and, and distill some of, uh, some of this theory, but I think that's kind of been a big part of who we are at Wazoo is Nick and I still feel like it's really important to treat the customer um, just like you would if you were in a little small town, you had a little small shop on the, on the square mm-hmm. um, where everybody knows your name and you do deals with a handshake. We still like that style and we still care about every single person who's willing to give us their hard-earned cash mm-hmm. for something that we've created. And so you know, fast forward, we're, we're a growing company and, and um, we're striving to always do better, but we want to maintain a, a good handhold on that style of, of uh, doing the right thing. And, and I think it also kind of goes hand in hand with the self-reliant aspect of, like I was showing you pictures of my dad who uh, cut the tip of his finger off recently. And, uh, you know, bad, it, bad cut it off. This isn't just a little <laughs> slice, like cut it second off. Second time around too. <laughs> <laughs> same surgeon sewed up the same finger. 
and, uh, and, and you know, I, and I actually have my finger sewed up as well in the same spot. But and I actually literally sewed my own finger up, and um, I probably didn't have to. I probably could have gone and got it, but I wanted to learn how to do that. But I've also had my dad sew me up before too, suture myself up, and it's kind of that idea of. No, no one's here to help you. You just got to do it. You just got to figure it out. I love that phrase. Sometimes I, I say it almost in a derogatory term, which is like figure it out. I don't mean that like in a, in a, like in a bad way, in a rude way. Yeah, yeah. It's just the, in my own mindset. That's kind of where I come to is you just figure it out. I think that's what, I think that's why we like each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my mindset sometimes to the extreme. Yeah. Life is messy. You know, there's there's never there's not a clear roadmap mm-hmm. for any one of us of how to get from point A to point F. Um, it's all different. Some of us go through uh, all the uh, letters of the alphabet just to get back to that. And, uh, and that's the beauty of life. And so I think... Uh, good. Yeah, I don't know. I'll let you chime in. What do you think? I've, I've thrown that's, a lot of little random things in yeah, here. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. No, no go ahead. <laughs> no, go go ahead. Stop. Well, you started, you started from all that, so uh, bringing, it up to, bringing it up to today... I, I want to know your favorite childhood story, just because you must have had an interesting childhood. <laughs> like, I want to know, like, I want to know, like, what was it in you that, like, you travel a lot. You've been a lot of places. We were just talking about this, uh, uh, this outbreak, this coronavirus. Apparently, and, and, I don't uh, know what, and what was that? Wuhan? In Wuhan, yeah. And you've been there. I've been to Wuhan. You've been to a wedding in Wuhan. I, was I never man. heard of it before. You're <laughs> the best man at a wedding in Wuhan. Yeah. Um, like I mentioned before, I've got a number for you for Europe when you were over there for an extended <laughs> period. Like, talk to us about that. Like, how, how did you get from, you know, s- small town, uh, small town Texas kid to uh, traveling the world to starting your own company? I know you did some search and rescue stuff, right? Talk to us about all that sort of kind of stuff too. Bring us into that world a little bit. Yeah, wherever you want. I, to start. I like to like broaden everything. I try to put things in formulas, I guess, and try and figure out like why does some why do I like a certain yes. way, or why do I have a theory on a certain thing, mm-hmm. or why have I come to this conclusion, or why did I do that? And uh, and obviously, it's very personal why certain things are. But if I have an opinion on it, I think it's there's a broader reason why do people behave in this manner, and so. To kind of tie that all in, um, I think younger, I guess my, my parents were supportive of traveling. Not that they traveled a lot, but they, they were supportive of it. So um, sometimes traveling has a self-reliance to it. I think I, I, I like to think even traveling is almost, there's a lot of connections between traveling, like backpacking style traveling and the survival mentality mm-hmm. because what you have on is what you got. And you're working in a quote unquote hostile environment. You know, if you go out in the desert, um, that's not where humans, well, unless you have proper resources and, 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 um, and know how to thrive in that, for a lot of people, we're just not made for certain environments in the world physically. And then uh, when, whenever you're traveling, if you're in an, envir- an urban environment, you, that's a hostile, you might not speak the language. You don't know how to navigate in that area. You don't know how to purchase things or where to acquire those resources. And so I see a lot of similarities in traveling and putting yourself in a situation which is uncomfortable hmm. and unfamiliar um, to the idea of what we like to do of bushcrafting and survival and things mm-hmm. like that. It's this, it's this limited resources environment where... Um, things can go wrong really quickly if you're not careful. And they can snowball on them. So not that that's a negative thing. I think it's actually really positive to constantly put yourself in these unfamiliar and uncomfortable situations. And so when I was younger, doing those, um, I think when you come out on the other side, it's just um, you learn so much. And so I love doing those, whether it's doing things in the wilderness, which are extreme to some extent, and kind of learning something from it. Or putting yourself in a uh, uh, on the other side of the world in an uncomfortable situation and coming out. I mean, you uh, become a better person, learning that you can get through it. And I think in a formulaic response, you you can never prepare for everything. Mm-hmm. You you never will. The the the, the what's the uh, Murphy's law? You know, the one thing you don't have, or one all oh, those Murphy laws. I guess there's multiple Murphy's laws mm-hmm. out there, but essentially, you can never prepare for anything. So the only thing you can do is be prepared for being prepared, right? Like create a, a background 
in knowing that you can get through something or that you'll figure it out having that kind of confidence. So tying it all, I, I guess, together, I, I really like traveling. Traveling is a, a beautiful thing to do. Learning about cultures and people and trying new things is great. Um, but I'm trying to kind of relate it to why I enjoy it, so I, I like that part of it. So if you don't travel, please travel. It's, it's an, I, think it's an, I think everyone should travel. Everyone should meet new people. Everyone should understand the world's big and diverse and weird and great and uh, just like the wilderness. You go out anyway, you never know what's around the next corner. Mm-hmm. You can find a little micro tiger you don't know. It's, a, it's, it's awesome. And some people get scared, I guess, of the unknown, but uh, uh, there should be no fear in the unknown. There should be, you should kind of drive head, front, head first into it, I think. That's a really good point. Fear. <laughs> fear. How much does fear of change or uncertainty stop people? How many people, not that it's bad. I mean, I, before I ever started doing this, I... I spent, I loved my job. I had great opportunity there, but it was, it was more of a traditional nine to five job. We normally lived in very rural areas. So I got to do a lot of hiking, camping sort of kind of stuff. Uh, producer Ben, for all you guys that don't know, is actually my son. We get to work together now. <laughs> and we both live in a pretty rural area, which is cool. But speak to, speak to somebody who is maybe locked into a certain lifestyle, locked to an, into a job, they maybe feel trapped, they're maybe fear, fearful of change. Uh, can you speak to that? Give them maybe some tips. Like yeah. stability versus uncertainty, I guess, right? Like, if you ever do anything, if you like, if you work out, it never gets easier. You just get more comfortable being in an uncomfortable situations, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe we could tie that in of saying, people who are fearing instability, it's a good thing. Stability is important. I mean, humanity is, the, the society is based on being able to predict things. I, mm-hmm. I'm very happy that we've gotten to a point where a dollar is a dollar and it doesn't fluctuate in extreme versions or that we don't know, there's no wars breaking out tomorrow or lot unlikely. So stability is, is really, really important. And then it, it's, it's really important when you have a family and you need to feed that family. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but growth comes from going into the unknown, I think. And mm-hmm. for good reason, I think we're hardwired. Humans are hardwired to strive for stability, strive for predictability. I mean, that's what our prefrontal cortex is all about, is being able to say, this thing happened like this in the past, and I think it'll probably happen like this in the future. And that's how we can make positive, we can do, have positive behavior that results in a net benefit in the very end. So I think it's important to have that, but it's not where you grow, right? Stability is staying. It's staying put. So if you want more things in life, if you want to become better, if you want better things, you have to push yourself outside the comfort zone. So I guess that's the, uh, I guess that's the underlying reason. Um, speaking to it, I, I, can I push it back on you? Like, what do you think about being putting yourself in uncomfortable positions or doing things that are um, unknown or out of your comfort zone, and, and uh, while you might fear them, you still do them. What do you? Think I knew this that? was going to happen. I, yeah. we were joking around before the podcast. I said I'm not exactly sure who's going to be hosting this. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, you know, the, I think uh, yeah. Let's let's keep. I'd love to. I'd love to get more on you because that, that probably that's what you do. You you people are listening in because you're a great host. But they never they never get to your side of the opinion a lot on on uh, you know why David has or how David got to the point where he's gotten to and and the reasons behind that and some of your thought process on it. So back at you, what you got? Yeah, I, I mean my take because I have grandkids, awesome grandkids, grandkids are awesome, and uh, I've got two children, I've got a lovely wife, and all of that stuff. I think about that. I think about like. I'm never going to take up downhill skiing at this point in my life <laughs> for some good reasons, right? So I manage my risk, but I'm not afraid of risk. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been willing to take con- at least managed risks, but I have a certain, I have a certain threshold for that, and I sort of kind of know that. Um, you know, we all have, I think, some internal, internal things that, that keep us in check there. We have people around us. Surround yourself with good people that you trust, like, how many conversations have you and I had about risk, about 
hey, this is where my business is going. What do you think? Hey, what do you, you're doing this. Uh, you know, how do I do that too? Or, or, you know, here's what's going on in my life. We've had those conversations mm-hmm. uh, in the past, you and I. And that, I think that's important, surrounding yourself with people that you trust. Get, mm-hmm. get a core group of people because we all have blind spots. That's, I think that's an important thing. Um, but, I, but I totally agree. I think you need to do hard things. Uh, positive attitude, getting your ego out of the way and trying to think clearly through what you want to achieve in your life. You know, manage that. Look at your core values. Look at, uh, read books, uh, dream, vision. Uh, don't spend that much time on Instagram because they're curated lives that, that most of which aren't real. Um, I think we can get really under, unrealistic with you know, following Dustin and all his travels on you know, the highest peaks in the world. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but, but be realistic. Uh, look at where you're at. Evaluate where you're at. Figure out you know, what's the next step in my life. What would I like to achieve? Uh, do I want to find uh, a girl that would make a, a great wife? You know, what, what makes a great wife? Who, who has that? If you, if you didn't grow up in a, in a family where um, it, was a, it was maybe a, a more dysfunctional family or broken family or whatever, look, look to others, you know, gather from others, ask a lot of questions. You ask a lot of questions, dude, and I love that. So, so uh, do hard things, do uncomfortable things, put yourself in that situation. If you've never camped before, go out and camp. Let me tell you how to do that. Go out in your backyard, set up a tent. If it gets too cold, if, you're, if it's too hot, if you didn't bring enough water, go in the house. Do it again next month. Start there. Just start simple. Start where you're at. And, uh, and uh, overcome that fear. I think fear can be de- debilitating. Mm-hmm. Uh, over, overcome that and manage that by uh, progressing step by step and by step and managing the risk. Uh, a lot of people do this with gear, right? They'll take, didn't we all, when we started out, we took a lot of gear. And, uh, and that's fine. And as your knowledge base, as your mindset and your skills increase, you can reduce that. It's the same with travel or anything, mm-hmm. right? So uh, give yourself those acceptable uh, safety nets and continue to learn and grow. And as you learn and grow, the fear is going to go down and your fulfillment's going to go up, and I, I think you're going to be really happy with the progress. Yeah. But you have to take some, you have to take take some uncomfortable steps yeah. to step into that world. I like I like your your be careful with your words, and you're using your. Some people might mix it up of going and doing uncomfortable things, things outside of something you're familiar with, and not mistaking that with risk. We're I think there's a lot of times people consider like starting a business or as risky, mm-hmm. or even doing you know th- uncomfortable things as risky. Mm-hmm. I think you, you hit on hit the nail on the head with calculated risks. I don't think as I don't think we're risky at Wazoo at all. I think we do a lot of things that uh, we'll, we'll try a lot of stuff. We'll do things that we're, we've never done before, and we're constantly trying to push our push the limits. The, the most risky thing you can do is get into a two-ton piece of metal and fiberglass and drive down a concrete road while other people go a couple feet away from you going mm-hmm. the opposite direction at 80 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. That is the most dangerous thing we always do. And we all, it's become so accustomed mm-hmm. in society that like that's, the, that's normal, that's, that's weird, that's scary. Um, so like, what do you have to lose in life? And so, um, so I think cal- not mistaking, not, not thinking that doing uncomfortable things is risky. I mean, calculate your risks. And right. I think that's right. coming full circle to Wazoo. That's kind of what we do, too. We try to, we try to empower people and, and um, uh, give them the tools to get themselves out of a situation so you can do more things, do more uncomfortable stuff, because you know you can get yourself out of right. it. Right. Yep. Yep. That's really good. Sometimes with risk, just wrapping that all up, too, Sometimes the riskiest thing you could do is continue doing what you're doing. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I think we might all agree here that like we only have one life. 
we're, we're, we're only alive for one life. Uh, it, it may be that uh, you die and you wake up and you become a, a monkey or something, or you, do, do you become another person or something. It might be reincarnation. We don't know, but for all intents and purposes, we got one life. So you're risking the one thing we know that we have. Um, and so to do something that is not taking full advantage of that, I think that's the biggest risk you can do. Yep. Is just waste this, yep. this incredible gift that we have. Do good things. Uh, be part of the solution instead of part of the problem. I love that. How saying. about that? Okay, man. How about we get into uh, some, of your, some of your gear? We, we like to focus the, the podcast around mindset. Mm-hmm. Let's work on your mindset. Let's add some skills, tactics, and gear. Gear being last. And the reason Absolutely. being is if your mindset's out of whack, then you're going nowhere. If you don't have the skills, then you're going to carry a whole bunch of gear before you maybe even have the skills to use the stuff. But tactics are really key, too. How do I use the gear? How do I engage other people? Have I thought through things? So from that, uh, first, just take us into... Uh, I would say that you make innovative, wearable, everyday carry tool that is totally unknown that it's there. So maybe take, take us into your world. You've got Wazoo. I, I got to ask you. Everybody's got to. You know the question, right? What is Wazoo? Why did, how did that, where did that the come na- from? The name? The name, yeah. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I don't have a really good, I, I, need, to, <laughs> I need to have a better answer to this. It means a couple different things, but uh, it came from Nick. When, when Nick and I partnered up together, he'd previously had that name. And, uh, okay. You know, it's a unique <clears throat> word. Uh, mm-hmm. It means a lot of different things. I, I really don't have a good answer. I've got to, I've got to articulate that better. <laughs> okay. um, Nick would probably get a little better one, but he kind of had, he has a little bit of background. It was kind of a nickname or something that he'd, he'd had, and so it had kind of evolved. These days, um, Wazoo, we've kind of adopted that word. If you Google Wazoo, if you click the second link, that's us. The first link is going to uh, be probably Urban Dictionary or something or some dictionary, and it's, uh, it's, it's kind of basically mean butt. Yeah. And uh, so there's the old saying, like, up the wazoo. And right, right, so yeah. Nick, uh, I think the original logo had uh, products to save your wazoo, you know, mm-hmm. save, your, save your butt. So... Um, that is to say, it could mean that. It could mean a lot of things, but it's uh, it's there's not a good there's not a, a succinct backstory. On it doesn't yet. it doesn't it doesn't matter to me. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter because I think it's just cool. Yeah, I think it's cool and it's unique. Well, the, I think the the if I could at least touch on that, it we're a survival company, or we make survival gear. Excuse me, and uh, company right now is called Wazoo Survival Gear. We make survival gear, so. In its essence, survival is pretty binary. You either do it or you don't. You live or you die. And it's the most extreme thing. I actually never, ever, ever want to be in a survival situation. I, I never want to be where any mistake kills me or I'm like on the brink of death. I, I don't want to be there. It's, it's not, it's, there's nothing fun about it. It's, um, it's got to be the most stressful you're ever going to be in. And, uh, I, I don't want that, and I don't want anyone to ever be in survival scenarios, so we're not trying to glorify that, but we have to acknowledge it. I think one thing that happened a lot with, um, with survival, with, with, with extreme situations, is people don't like to, we as humans are really good about not talking about it. Mm-hmm. We just don't acknowledge that part of life. We don't acknowledge death a lot of times. We mm-hmm. act like life is going to go on forever. We act like it'll never happen to us. So the name Wazoo is, it's weird. It's kind of funny. It's, it's cute. It's, it's off the wall. And it's kind of the opposite of a serious um, conversation. It's, it's not, um, it doesn't take itself seriously. So the name itself is kind of, that's, that's kind of the point of it is to have fun with a topic that's not fun whatsoever. And so I think that's kind of what drives Wazoo is oh, also nice. to make yep the most extreme worst case scenario more approachable and something we can talk about doesn't need to be taboo Mm -hmm. that's good so take us into your philosophy your your ideas your concepts behind wearable everyday carry tools Mm -hmm. and uh, after that or however you want to weave it in talk about tactics with those tools and mindset and all that sort of stuff so bring us into your world there yeah um 
something you were saying earlier, it, it, I think it's, it's right on track with, um, with what we believe too. Even though we are a company who, uh, our money comes from people who give us their hard earned cash um, for our hard goods, our products. That's, that's the only way we make money. We make money from, that's the only way our company exists is we, uh, we trade goods, we trade gear for cash. However, I'm right there with you. Um, the, the, the best anything is, is worthless in the wrong hands. We change people's mindset in some facet to be the person who figures it out. What was the phrase you said? Be part of the solution, not part of the problem. That would probably be our more driving force. I think it's more important to us to empower individuals to be a a better change in the world mm-hmm. rather than just be a gear junkie. It's mm-hmm. more important to have the world when we leave it better. Mm-hmm. What's the saying? Leave your campsite better than you found it. Um, if, if Wazoo does anything, I hope that's what we do. I hope we don't, it's not that we create cool gear. I hope that we, cool, we, we help people to um, better themselves and better the world. And the products do speak to that. So the whole point of our products these days is basically to create tools that you can wear on yourself on a daily basis so you can become that little MacGyver. You can be that individual to step up and say, I want to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. Nice. And when you see something, I think when, when something happens, when, it, when an issue, when a problem arises in front of you, it's pretty binary in my opinion. You, you, your mind goes one of two ways. You either say, you either take the approach of being a victim, oh, woe is me, oh, the, the, this is a bad thing that happened to me, why? Or you say, okay, this is how it is, how am I going to fix it? Mm-hmm. How am I gonna get through this? And literally, just having that mindset of going towards trying to find a solution versus looking at it as a problem mm-hmm. makes all the difference. None mm-hmm. of us has got this figured out. But one thing we do know is that having that attitude, that positive mental attitude uh, in any situation is what, like, all these books that are written about survivors in the most extreme situations and these TV shows, these, like, naked and afraid TV shows, sometimes you get it wrong. Like, you get this big, burly dude, and you think, oh, that guy is definitely going to make it. Taps out in a day, and Mm -hmm. then you get this little girl who you think is weak, but she's got the, the, the mindset of a lion, she's the one who toughs it out. And that's the same thing with all these survival scenarios that we look back on, is it's all, it's not about what you've done, it's not about um, the way you present yourself, it's about having that fortitude and that, that positive perspective. So that's, that's ultimately what we hope our products do. We hope that on a daily basis we're equipping you to take on whatever it is. And we don't know what that is. Now, we have survival in our name, and a lot of our products seem like they're geared towards wilderness survival. For instance, we have a survival kit with fishing line in it. But I I try to point this out so much, I almost don't even like saying it's fishing line, because what is it really? It's a a elongated polymer-based material that can hold strong weight, it's braided, and it's this color, it has characteristics. And I don't, it, you could go fishing with it, absolutely. It's really good for fishing with. Fishing line, great for fishing with it. But it's also a high strength cord. You can lash things, but you can do all kinds of things with it outside the realm of fishing. It's just simply a tool. Mm-hmm. And then that's life. Looking out, taking yourself um, outside the situation and saying, I don't want to be a victim. Um, I want to be the person who figures out a solution to this. And I'll wrap it up by saying, I, I think at Wazoo, we have come to the conclusion that in today's age, for whatever reason, it has become popular to choose the victim mentality. Mm. Yep. And that's dangerous. We shouldn't be playing uh, victim Olympics and, and trying to win who's got the worst life, who's had the worst situation. We should be empowering people. Instead of pointing out what they don't have, we should point out what you do have and what you can do with it. And ultimately, I think that's where, we're, where we want to make a change in the world, at least in Western, Western society, which is very influential throughout the world. This victim mentality has to go. 
we have to help each other out. We have to point at people and say, you can do this, instead of, you had this thing happen to you, or you're like this, you can't do this. You're not at a deficit, you're at a surplus. We all have incredible, incredible resources that we were born into, and we should be looking at that in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And you've got to shut that noise out. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there that grew up in environments where that, they were told, you're worthless, you're nothing, you can't do it, everything you do is messed up. And so, you know, I empathize. I didn't, I was blessed, I didn't grow up like that. I, you know, I was, I was told that by some of my peers, um, you know, the whole playground thing, kids are brutal, right? But I had security at home, you know, I had parents that were supportive of all of that sort of stuff, and we tried to do that with our kids too. Um, so, you know, piercing that and uh, getting yourself in a place of where you cut out the negative noise, because even marketing, right? I love how you guys do marketing. You make it fun, you know, and, and uh, like you said, you take, try to take a heavy thing, make it light, you try to encourage people. You, everything you've done, even in, I've known the backstory of some of your Kickstarters and, and what, what heartache you had to go through, whether it was vendors or people not delivering or, or you know, it just ha- it happens, right? And, um, but you always maintained a positive outlook and you were always straight up front with people. I, I guess what I'm looking at is, is how do people that have grown up in a negative or in this culture even, if you look at marketing, marketing's always saying, hey, well, it can be better for you or what you have is not enough. How do we maybe help people in a, in, even in, because this is survival, we're talking like, if you have that victim mentality because the world's put that on you, whatever the world is, whatever your peers are, or your parents or whatever, do you have any suggestions to help people peer, you know, parse that and get to, uh, get to the heart of the item and turn negative into positive. Yeah. Well, uh, again, I like f- formulas, and I like trying to distilling things down to kind of the, the, the whole of the truth. I don't know if I know anything in this world. I've, I've only been here a few years and trying to figure out this whole thing myself, but I, I almost, let me know if you... Because you're one of the most positive people I know, and you've been through a lot, <laughs> too. And, and uh, so that's why I'm asking, because I'm curious. And you're a young guy. Yeah. Okay, would you mind saying how old you are? 32. Okay, so you're 32. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know if, I, you know, I, I've, I've gone through phases, and, and at one point I was disenfranchised with politics um, and the way of the world, and, and uh, I'm still not happy with, with anything, my personal life, my professional life, the world. But being dissatisfied is not the same thing as letting yourself not take ownership of that situation. You ever follow Jocko Willink? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, he's, that, a favorite. he's a favorite of our podcast uh, listeners, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, taking ownership of anything. I think yep. that there's... Extreme there's, Ownership is extreme, a fantastic book. Oh, oh, my gosh. It's incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. And, uh, and, and I think that there's, there's, a magic, there's a magic formula. If you want to be successful in life, and not saying I'm successful, uh, but I think if, if there's anything I've learned is that if you want something in this world... Those two approaches you can take. Um, there's one that, a hundred times out of a hundred times, is more likely to end up with the positive result. And if you say you're a victim, there is nothing that's ever. No one's ever come out on top by choosing the victim strategy, but choosing the other strategy of saying of trying to solve the the issue and not allowing yourself to be considered a victim. That one's always, name one CEO who complains, like one successful person you can point to, anybody you think of, uh, a famous Olympian, any, listen to them talk. Do they sit there and complain and say, oh man, uh, the weather was bad out yesterday, I couldn't run. No, it's the exact opposite of that. Mm-hmm. So if you ever want anything in this world, it, there, is a, there is a way to get to that and it's, and it's not being a victim. That never, ever, ever, ever works. And so whenever you catch yourself thinking, making an excuse in your head, oh, I can't do that, mm. you have to catch yourself and say, wait, there's no possible way that my attitude right now is going to result in a benefit. You know? Now, you, you don't have to choose to do everything in this world, 
but taking more ownership results in more. The more you think you can do something, the more you can. The famous quote by Henry Ford, right? Whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. And I think that is, that is, that is one of the few things that I think, I, I think that I've learned is probably I'd be confident with staking my life on it. That's probably a formula that works. <laughs> Whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. You are black and white, man. <laughs> it's like 100%, 100% success, fulfilled life, comes from being a solutions-oriented, positive, positive person. Yeah. 100% failure and dissatisfaction in life comes from uh, being a victim, taking the position of victimhood. Yeah. Even if you are abused, even if you are, even if you have been a victim, you, what has happened to you does not determine what the rest of your story has to be. No. It could be, and so many successful people turn it into the part of their story that's essential. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I think you and I have had some really interesting parallel stories with our business. And while I don't want to go back and relive some of the negative times, it's built us who we are. Mm-hmm. And I'll be damned if it happens again to me. Fool me once, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. And uh, so it's it was a learn it's a learning experience, but it was so essential. And uh, and I I'd be curious to hear what you think about that too. Of like the bad things that's happened, things that you didn't cause, but it's happened to you, especially in professional life. Like we're looking back on that, what do you think? You know, there's been some very very discouraging things that have happened. There have been some very disturbing and, and hard things that people have said, right? It, we, we just live in a, in a doxing, uh, sit in your basement, uh, victim mentality. What happens when a victim tries to turn other people into victims, which is where we're at a lot. You know, YouTube content, con- comments, mm. uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is, you know things that people would never say to you face-to-face, eye-to-eye, will say them now. So here's what I say. You just have to um, hear, hear the truth from those who are able to parse that when you're in a hard time. Mm. Like Ben knows. Uh, you know, we've gone, I've gone through some personally hard times, and he coaches me up. My wife does, my friends, Craig. Uh, Craig has done that. A lot of good friends around this industry when somebody's uh, you know, decided to hate whatever, for whatever reasons. And, uh, and that's helpful. For me, God has been helpful. My faith, my, my foundation there. But a really simple, this goes, this is before your time, <laughs> Dustin and Ben's. But there was, a, I don't even, I think this was a drug thing. It was a drug commercial. Like, just say no. Uh-huh. Like, there's a trick. There's a thing that I literally do when temptation comes or when that negative thought comes. I just say no to that. Like, I stop it. It's my mind. No. And sometimes I'll just literally say that out loud. That thought will come That that is going to take me down a wrong path, whether it's my mindset or my imagination or what, what I'm feeling, I just say, no, that's it. You know? And I keep saying no until it's, it's, it knows that it doesn't have authority over me. That negative impulse is not going to control my destiny. Do you have any other tricks like that? Any other kind of mantras <laughs> or things? That's all I got, man. Or that's it? No, I'm sure you have other ones like how to maintain, how to stay positive, how to, like, what, because a lot of people have, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I, I did a little podcast, I only did one thing, but a wazoo, but uh, I thought this was a, so fascinating with Carly Fairchild, mm. who, uh, who didn't win alone, she lost to, uh, to Zach, but um, you know who, who I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. Um, so I found this fascinating. I have never heard this. Maybe I just, maybe it's 
out there, but I just didn't hear it. But we actually had Zach on uh, either upcoming or we did a podcast with him this I week. Know. I was, I was yeah, texting yeah. you and that's him right. At the same that's time. right. <laughs> that's right. And he had some fascinating things to say about that. Whole he's a good positive too. man. I mean, he's a guy who's a figured out guy too. Yeah. You know, he was not even a survival. He wasn't a survival. He wasn't a survival guy. No, he just was a dude who just does. He has a positive attitude and goes into it and just figures it out on the way. Yep. Um, Carly, when I asked her. So Carly, how do you how how did you get through that? Like, how did you not quit? What what was one of your tips? And she's like, it never crossed my mind. I never ever ever I didn't mm-hmm. ever it never even came up in her mind that of of saying, oh, I wonder if I should go home. What she did is she had she always focused on what I want, and so she always said that she was thinking like I, I focused on what do I how what do I want to get out of this and what, what is my goal? And she's like, and so focusing on keeping going rather than the opposite of that might, which might be, should I quit? Not even letting, not even letting that being an entertaining idea. I think focusing on that part. And that's also what they say, the Navy SEALs. So they say that the Navy SEALs, those who make it through BUDS, they also have that little secret of success of not they don't think about quitting they just think about that there's no other option some of them have been successful because they've put themselves like they've they got their reputation on the line they have nothing like they they it's not about should i quit it's not even a thought mm-hmm. it's i will die before i'm not going to give up mm-hmm. like i'm just i want this more than anything in the entire world and so you know having that striving for something Versus, I guess, I guess we could phrase it in, there's, you can avoid pain or you can seek pleasure. And the seeking of pleasure, and I don't mean like seeking, you know, unruly mm-hmm. things, but I just mean being a active, actively seeking to go further versus avoiding not the pain. I guess I said it best before, but yeah, I think... Seeking pleasure versus avoiding pain is a uh, another formula that probably works way better for achieving big things. I would think. So, I, I don't know. With the Navy SEAL and the Carly saying, what do you think about that? You studied so much survival stuff. You know, you heard anything similar to that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I've, I think Ben and I had a conversation this week, producer Ben and I, where I said I I have a really hard time when somebody actually was on the way in. This morning, when somebody, it's a, my natural inclination for whatever my historical perspective is and what I've been through in my life, and and is when I hear a problem, my first inclination is to solve that problem. Uh, yeah. And so one of my struggles is allowing and empowering people to go ahead and take that first. Like in my business relationship with some people, I have to. Ben's helping me to manage, like, you know, uh, we've learned stuff, right? So it's not going to happen again. So sometimes we can over and even micromanage to the point where people don't feel empowered to, to take an aspect to help you do that. Um, so, so, you know, I, I don't quit. You know, I, I personally don't quit. That can be a detriment, though, just to balance this whole... This whole thing, we talk about the critical rule of three, which when you're in a survival situation or a life situation, it's just a, uh, it's just a rule of thumb. But if there are three anomalies that happen, you, you know, you're, you're on the trail, you see a grizzly bear over here and you see a cub over here, don't cross between them. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, whatever, whatever those three things are, uh, you know, be aware. You want to have a situational awareness. Mm-hmm. You don't want to push through things to your detriment. But I don't think that's what we're talking about. I think we're talking about uh, mental attitude, uh, getting out of a victim mentality. But just to balance that, you also want to be, you want to have balance in that and be aware of like, hey, I want to accomplish this objective, but that's going to damage my marriage. Well, no, that's what's the most defining what the most important things are in your world, in your life, the most important people, 
preserving all that and then moving forward with objectives and, and things like Zach, if you know, for instance, like if his wife would have said, "No, I can't. Our kids are small. You can't do this." It, detrimental for him to go ahead and do that, right? Yeah, sure. Or, you know, there's certain things that that I can't pursue in my life. Maybe that you can because you're not married yet, are you? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> there's some things you can do in your life because of you know having a little bit more freedom of relationship and space and time sure. uh, that I can't do. So we want to balance all of that. Uh, but we're talking more about a mindset, you know, caring for people. I think what you're saying here is we highly value and care for people. We want to enable people to be part of the solution. We want to bring this positive vibe forward and uh, uh, challenge people to go, go do good things and, uh, and uh, take a, maybe a different look of uh, a viewpoint of their life other than maybe what the world's telling them. And... Uh, and bring them all along. That's kind of my hope, too, yeah. in what I do. You know, I'm wondering with with your life. You've you've definitely worked before. You don't you don't work for anybody these. You haven't worked for years for anybody, right? You've never right, had, right, you've right, never yeah. had a yeah. boss for years. Um, so I'm wondering with with your life and some of these times. I'm sure it wasn't. It's not always easy, and it's <laughs> it's usually not very predictable income. And, uh, and being able to balance everything. And so with your work-life balance, how have you been able to do that? How have you been able to say, you know, I, there's going to be sacrifices here and there, but this, the bigger goal is very important to maintain and keep pushing forward with this because the other side is going to be, it's going to be worthwhile, even though in the short term it's painful and, and, it's, and it's not comfortable and it's unpredictable. This is where Dustin trans. Transitions into being the host. <laughs> um, well, there's a couple of things. One, God has been very good to me. He keeps me on a pretty short leash. leash. Um, that's been amazing to me. He's, he has allowed me to go through a lot of hard things to grow me in areas, to increase my dependence on him. I have an amazing wife. Have you ever met Karen? She's an amazing wife. She has, I think I've talked to her. I never met her. Um, I joke with her. I'm like... You, you are the most earnest and durable person ever. Like, we would not be married if it was not for her commitment, for her um, suffering through my crazy ideas, hanging in there long, much longer than any other person would, would suffer. Ben also. Um, and, and, you know, because of the trust there, the, them speaking into my li- life over time to, like, rein me in and say, okay, now... You've come up with plans for other people. Let's just do that for you, and let's let's isolate all the noise and bring this back to like what the what are the value, core values here? What how do we want to serve? You know, scalable business, um, sustainable business, serving again service to to the people that uh, watch and listen and buy our products, all of that sort of stuff. So it's really having good people. And uh, a core, a core set of values for me that that are really based in my relationship with the Lord and 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 my understanding of, of uh, Scripture. Whoa, we're done. Okay, see you, man. <laughs> Thanks, appreciate it, everybody. How do I That's turn it off? So, so yeah, that would be it. I mean, this this here's what it sounds like to me, man. It sounds like we need to continue this conversation in another podcast. I think that would be fantastic. I would love to have you back. I'd love to give uh, Craig uh, an opportunity to, to uh, yeah. converse Everyone with you. Craig. I love Craig. Yeah, Craig's, Craig's awesome. Craig's awesome. We miss you, Craig. But how about we do this? Why don't we go through some lightning round questions? Let's see if we can stump you. There's no way I could stump you, man. Oh, dude, my brain is not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just start let's with let's just start with everyday carry. All what right. do you got on you? I have a wazoo, X, Y, and Z. Well, um, ooh, I'm going to try and make this short. But you know, okay. I used to do the paracord bracelet stuff. That's where wazoo came from, the yeah. paracord bracelet thing. And I wanted to get to that, yeah. I don't have a paracord bracelet on me anymore. Well, talk about that. Can you just talk about that for a minute? You guys started with like the premium, actual, most practical and useful paracord bracelets in the world. Thank you. My opinion. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. 
And um, and you don't do them anymore. And we don't. What? Do them yeah. And um, you know, there's a couple different reasons for that, but the majority of it is it just our, our brain was able to evolve, our company was able to evolve, but the the Important. underlying foundations exact adapt, same. overcome, yeah, exact, yeah. And I think that's the only reason we're, we're around. We we used to hear stories about one of the big companies. There was like a company called Survival Straps that was around before we started. It was kind of one of the influential companies because I saw it and I was like, I can do way better than mm-hmm. that. <laughs> I get, that's not a survival bracelet. That's a rope on your arm. And uh, so uh, they're not around anymore. I mean, they were the big guys on in the world of survival. I mean, they're a multi, multi-million dollar company. And uh, Neither are uh, cassette tape and CD manufacturers <laughs> either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and Sears is, well, maybe Sears is still around, but it was, I mean, all the toys are, it, you, yeah. you um, they, they didn't adapt. They didn't. They didn't continue to evolve. And uh, and I think that we 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 were very big proponents of the paracord bracelet. It worked out really well. We loved doing them. But I think we were always looking for that ultimate way to be able to carry a toolkit on you to help you in situations. So we were able to leverage our success in that realm of paracord bracelets and make other accessories so that has turned into necklaces and hats and belts and we we were ultimately probably just making stuff for ourselves and so my stuff (laughs) you make it for yourself and it makes you happy and it solves some problems and it's innovative uh, I'm just glad people stuff. people uh, also agree with us, and you know, kind of they, they like to wear the same stuff we like to wear. So uh, my EDC reflects where the company is as well, and so I don't wear a paracord bracelet anymore. But I definitely will not be caught. Probably if I was wearing a swimsuit, I'd still have a cash belt on. Uh, I love our cash belt. Uh, I love having the toolkit, the adventure kit, and some other things. But I love having that thing on me at all times. I feel like it's. It's kind of changed my life for the better of being somebody who has, you know, just a complete array of tools at my disposal all the time, anywhere. And the hat, I also wear it, I'm wearing it right now, the cash hat, cash cap, and that has pockets to put stuff in as well. But those are my almost staple go-tos. Always, Actually, and I always have a Viking whetstone on me, which is the stone that you can sharpen a knife with and sharpen other things with. Um, so those, these are my essentials, a cash belt, um, a whetstone, and a hat. The things that are inside those, they, they continually change, just like I continually change, and I'm always trying new stuff out. Um, but those are my definitely go-tos. So I'm going to take a picture of you and I after this for, for Instagram <laughs> cool, and okay. Facebook. And you can see Dustin is like the coolest looking dude. <laughs> and, uh, and, and you would have no idea that's the thing. The tactics, the, the tactic behind this is you're just, you're just, you know, you just look like a hippie, man. You're like, you know, you're just, you're just <laughs> you traveling through, right? You got yeah. to look like you're not standing out in a crowd. There's no, no indication that you are prepared at all mm. except for, you know, going up in the mountains barefoot and, you know, doing some yoga on a, a cliff or something, right? I mean... Well, isn't that the, kind of the ultimate goal, too? It, it's kind of empowering. If you have all those things, you can go. If I, if I wanted to go up in the mountains and do some yoga, yeah. um, I, I, I don't have that excuse of like, well, oh, I don't have X, Y, and Z. I don't have, right. you know, what if Just take some happens? water. Yeah, take some water. <laughs> but we even have a water bottle, in, a water with purification tablets in my belt right now. Um, and all these things, I've, I've, I almost use used everything on just like a day-to-day basis. It wasn't that I was out surviving and right. needed to purify some water. Like one time we were hiking up in the Swiss mountains and we ran out of water and uh, could drink from the stream, but uh, it's not really good. I mean, even though Switzerland probably don't have any anything in the right. water there, but um, you know, it was very easy to just put the purification devils in there, drink the water and move along, keep on going with the hike. Yeah. Yeah, it's empowering. Awesome. Yeah. So that's your everyday carry. That's my, awesome. That's okay. Easy. What, what items do you everyday carry that you wish more people carried? Oh, yes, that's a great one. Well, a Wazoo cash belt. I really am a big proponent of the cash belt. I love with the cash belt. We've, we've really, yeah, we've worked really hard on the kits that go inside there. Again, it's not a, it, it's definitely framed as a survival kit, but it's a set of tools with a complete variety of things that could help you out of any little situation. So big proponent, I would suggest, I would like to see a lot more people wearing cash belts with adventure kits in them. Yeah. Nice. Okay, this is an either or, and you can say anything after that okay. that you want. Glock or AR? 
Dude, we were we were beside a uh, a booth yesterday, Fold AR. Cool group, cool set of group of people too. Just a really cool company. I love that AR. It folded down and went into like a little side satchel. Um, so I, I usually do carry a Glock, uh, a little Glock 40. But uh, oh man, I love that AR. I'm hoping to get like some little industry discount on one of those. Yeah, there's some really cool stuff out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Ben eyed up a nice uh, little seven seven inch barrel AR. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, fixed blade, pocket knife, or some other bladed tool? All the above. Right now I'm sporting a Topps um, fixed blade. I'm probably one of the few people um, that wear a fixed blade every day. I mean, luckily I don't have to go do a real job or anything, but I wear it at the grocery store. I wear it all the time. Unless I'm on a plane, I always have a fixed blade on me. Also a Swiss Army knife. Those are my go-tos. Nice. Always a fixed blade knife um, for worst case scenario and then uh, and also defense and then a uh, Swiss Army knife. Nice. What's your, what's your workout routine look like? Um, it varies, purposely varies. Um, so I, that's how I've, I've found works best for me is I'll go to, half the success is just showing up, right? So I'll go to the gym and then I'll kind of look around and be like, what am I feeling today? Okay, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do all upper body. If I'm not feeling upper body, I'll just do, and so sometimes it'll be an all running day and I'll run like eight miles. Or some days I'll just, I'll get, um, I'll do three hours of sauna or something. And it has to, for me, I have to always um, do something new. I can't, I would never be able to do like a Monday through Friday. Arm days is Monday, Tuesday is leg day. I have to just kind of feel it out. I mean, I, I'm constantly kind of working out, but it's gotta be something new. I'm always trying like weird new workouts. And I think that's my, that's my secret of what works for me is I love variety and mm -hmm. I love changing it up. I like trying new things. Um, so yeah, that's basically, and I have, I purposely have, uh, I trip over my workout equipment in my house too. So I have, um, like the TRX kind of style stuff and I have, um, I have a lot of equipment just laying around. So when I'm walking by, it's just like, oh, might as well do some pull-ups, might as well do some push-ups, might as well do. Nice. So uh, that's, that's part of my routine is just constantly doing it and making, keeping it fun. Is yeah. Fun's very important to you. Isn't very it? fun. Very important to me, yeah, to have fun while I'm doing it. <laughs> nice. uh, favorite podcast? Uh, the Survival Show by uh, David and Ben. <laughs> uh, I listen, um, I, I have probably about 15, 20. Again, I just kind of feel it out. I'll go in there. I've got to listen to a podcast, and then I'll just kind of see what I'm feeling. Um, a podcast recommendation that I would have at the top of my head. Um, for business, how I built this was really cool. That's have you ever listened to that one? No, I haven't. I've seen it. I've seen okay. it. Nice. Check it out. That. We were actually on it too, by the way. Oh, nice. Um, how I built this is great for business. Jocko Willink, of course. Um, uh, what is the name of that one? Anyways, that one's great for just being a better person. Mm -hmm. I could probably name more, but those. I mean, if you if you uh, if you listen to Jocko's podcast, I think that would make the world a better place if people just started adopting that mentality more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, three things people can do to be better human beings. One, except we're all going to die. Like this is one we have one life. This is this is it. Like, go all out. Do the things you always dreamed of doing. Um, two, what we were talking about. Um, strive for success. Don't avoid failure. And three, be do the thing you think you should do. Like love thy neighbor. It, it, it eliminates anxiety when you're not feeling like you're cheating people or lying. If you tell the truth and do the best thing you think you can do, it's, it's freeing. Because even though you, you find out that you did the wrong thing, you did it with a good heart and you did the best you possibly could. So I think that's, that helps, that, that, that eliminates that stress and that like underlying anxiety a lot of people have when they feel mm -hmm. like they're being sneaky or they lied, or they're not doing best by somebody. So don't do that. Be, be better. Do the best you can, and uh, it'll make you feel better. Dustin, my friend, I, I am blessed, man. I, I know that we're going to get a lot of positive response from this podcast. Oh. Can you tell people how to find you and find your company and all that good stuff? I think these days Instagram is, is popping. This, this Instagram these kids are talking about these days. So Instagram <laughs> probably keeps up with us the best. Uh, of course, our website is wazoosurvivalgear.com. 
And then uh, currently our Instagram handle is like Wazoo Survival Gear. So those are probably the two best places to point people in. That's awesome. Dustin, thank you so much for being yeah. with me. And Ben, and would you please come back again? To SHOT Show? <laughs> <laughs> no, to the podcast. Yeah, of course, man. And SHOT Show too. Of course. I appreciate you, man. God bless you. Thank you. What do you think, Ben? That was fantastic. Fantastic stuff. Yeah. All right, go over and check out Wazoo, all the stuff Dustin said. Uh, especially follow them on Instagram. Instagram's popping. What's Instagram, Ben? It's what the new kids are doing. <laughs> used to be Facebook, now it's Instagram. <laughs> and go check out the Sportsman's Guide. Yeah, let's go check out the Sportsman's Guide. Thank you, Sportsman's Guide, for sponsoring this. Thank you guys for supporting Sportsman's Guide. It's a win-win for everybody. Go check out Tiny Guides, Tiny Cards, all that sort of stuff, kind of stuff, too. Please subscribe to the podcast. Make a five-star review. Uh, yeah, leave a comment. We love seeing your comments, guys, uh, especially over on Apple Apple Podcasts, over on iTunes, all that sort of stuff. We're I'm, on Pandora now. Yeah, Pandora. That's We're cool. everywhere. That's awesome. And it's, uh, it's interesting, but like 85% of the people listen over on Apple Podcasts. If you don't, that's okay. Go ahead and leave us a five-star review. Make a, give us a nice comment. We'd love to hear from you guys uh, any way that you want to get in touch. All right, I guess that's it. I want to thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time on the Survival Show Podcast. Keep it simple, be positive, and stay sharp.